The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz, hour number two. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you, and the festivities are wrapping up here at the Onview Hotel in Weehawken, New Jersey, the site of the Sports Betting National Championship. Uh, Sunday night football, of course, still going on, but the championship just about over. The NBA games were the final games as a part of this contest. We'll see if we can find out who the winner is, but uh, it's been a great weekend here looking across the skyline at the Manhattan skyline there across the Hudson River. Just a great time. My partner James Salinas comes to us via Denver, Colorado, and we're keeping an eye on Sunday night football. And James, uh, you know, the get even or get even deeper game, the therapeutic parlay, whatever you want to call it, uh, so far so good. You made a play on the under and just three to nothing right now. A few minutes into the second quarter, the Los Angeles Rams out in front. You've seen Tennessee's game plan. The one pass they did put down the field, push the ball down the field, was intercepted off of Ryan Tannehill and kind of suspected, all right, they're going to need what was Tannehill going to look like without the services of Derrick Henry and the threat of that running game and all the play action passes that he really thrives on because of Derrick Henry there and the threat to run. Well, so far, early in the game, at least just through the first for the first quarter, Tannehill really is, his depth of target is outside of that one interception 
season's been pretty short. Just looking to try to maintain the, trying to stay ahead of the sticks and run the football here. Adrian Peterson, he's had three carries just for seven yards. Uh, he's also been targeted out of the backfield for a simple pass. But uh, I think the bigger thing right now is the Tennessee Titans defense. We've seen them get after Matthew Stafford. A couple sacks inside. Really, it was kind of coverage sacks where they were able to, to run some longer twists and some stunts to get in and pressure Matthew Stafford in his face. We know he's kind of not too fleet of foot back there, but I think it's more so right now. Obviously, it's a low-scoring game, defensive game, but I attribute this right now for the Tennessee Titans and the coverage that they're having on that back end to be allow, able to allow that defense to put some pressure on Matthew Stafford so far. Currently, the Rams facing second long in the shadow of their own end zone, and Stafford is able to complete a pass. Looks like they'll have about third and five coming up. Uh, James, you're probably not the only one playing a therapeutic parlay or a, a, the get-even or get-even-deeper game here this evening. Uh, we had some carnage in Circus Survivor. 488 contestants bow out today. The Buffalo Bills, as 16-point favorites, they lose outright to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That one was absolutely wild. 249 contestants were on the Buffalo Bills. That was the second most popular pick in week nine. We still have the Steelers to go on Monday night. We have 151 people there on the Steelers. The Ravens got by with 126 people surviving the Saints. They go down, including yourself, 122 people that were on the New Orleans Saints, 111 people on the Dallas Cowboys. You have uh, five people that were on the Raiders. They lost outright to the New York Giants. Uh, the 49ers go down, just a couple of people on them, and then one selection on the Cincinnati Bengals. 488 people go by the wayside in total in Circa Survivor, and that leaves just about 700 people left in this contest, James. Yeah, so much for trying to save some teams to get through Thanksgiving and Christmas. And, you know, I was on the Saints, and the Saints, that's twice this season. I had the Saints earlier when it was actually kind of technically, well, literally physically their first home game against the New York Giants up 21 to 10 in that fourth quarter couldn't hold the lead it goes to overtime the roller coaster that was with that loss of the New York Giants and then my last play or my last entry in Circus Survivor put it on the Saints again I didn't love the scheduling spot just based on where they were coming off of the huge home win the week prior against the defending champion and division rival Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well as the Monday Night football game on the road at Seattle that they had won, but figured there was enough leadership on that team that even if they came out flat, which they did in that first half, that they would get themselves together in that second half. It took them to the fourth quarter to actually get into the game. And then the roller coaster of their down, I think they were down 18 points in that fourth quarter, came back, was able to take a lead and then relinquish the lead on a big play, big pass play uh, from to Cordell Patterson from Matt Ryan to be able to put them in position to have an easy field goal and just the roller coasters of emotion from down to up to then down again. Feeling like, honestly, Brady, I would have rather have picked the Dallas Cowboys today. And if that was my pick, I'm like, all right, well, at least I was completely on the wrong side and they were never even in the game. So at least the roller coaster never even got started. I just take the seatbelt off, let me out. The roller coaster's broken. No game to be played. You lost. Thanks for playing. But in this case here with the Saints, you know, Brady, sports betting's hard. You know that. We've been doing this for a very long time. I've been doing it for an incredibly long time and we have our ups and downs with that but it's I think it's the emotions that go with it and especially the investment that we put into it not only watching the game but I think the investment 
that we put into it prior to the game. All the work that we do as handicappers, researching for whether you're uh, analytics and you're looking at numbers, or for me, going back and watching games and watching a lot of contests, watching a lot of film as an eye test kind of guy, it's a lot of time spent, and I think that's where the disappointment comes from. We're going to lose bets. We know that going into any kind of bet, whether we're playing contests or just betting the games as they are. Uh, we're, we, we can accept that, but I think it's the, the work that goes into it. I think that's really where the disappointment, at least for me, all the time spent, all the effort, all the energy that goes into it to try to make the right decision and right play and then have to go through the emotions that it is, especially like today with the Saints and the, the, the roller coaster of emotions that I had to go through today. Yeah, it was pretty disappointing for myself to end my survivor streak the way that it did today. Well, it was a teaser leg for me, a much smaller investment than your Circa Survivor contest entry, but uh, I was right there with you, and, and it looked pretty good right there at the end, but they couldn't convert the two-point conversion or the two-point attempt at the end after they scored a touchdown, so it was just a one-point lead, and you had a feeling you were in trouble there, and then, of course, Matt Ryan completes a 64-yard pass down the sideline to Cordero Patterson, and uh, the rest was pretty much history. Uh, so, you know, for the second week in a row, uh, Circus Survivor has a lot of people taken down, and not coincidentally, the uh, sports books make a lot of money for the second week in a row. You had six underdogs win outright in week nine so far on Sunday. Five of those, James, came in the early window. You had eight games in the early window, and five of those were won outright by the underdog. Let's talk about one of those games in the early window. Sam Darnold got the start. So did Christian McCaffrey for the Carolina Panthers as they went welcome the New England Patriots to town in Charlotte, North Carolina. And, uh, James, it didn't much matter. They, they were down 14-6, to six, putting together really what was an excellent drive, and it looked like they were going to get back in this ball game. And then Sam Darnold did Sam Darnold things. He threw a really awful interception that turned into a pick six. They were deep in Patriots territory, really threatening to put a touchdown on the board. He throws the pick six. That made it 21-6 to six with just seven minutes left in the third quarter. And, and and that was really the end of the ball game. The Patriots just put three more points on the board, and that was it. Really, Patriots in a route, 24 to six. Your final. We talked when we talked about this and broke this game down last night, Brady. Uh, that was my biggest hesitation. Was even if Sam Darnold is able to play physically, where is he at mentally right now? We saw that a couple weeks back, going back to MetLife Stadium where he played as a New York Jet, playing the New York Giants as the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, and it, we saw the, the 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 ghost of Jets past for him come out. He played a terrible game against the Giants in that matchup, and. And feeling like, where is he at? Because he got benched in that game, too. And just for somebody who's, who, whose confidence has been fragile throughout his career and not a good situation for Darnold to be drafted in and going into that bad team with Gase and, and all the dysfunction that was going on with the New York Jets when he was that draft choice. And then playing in New York. And we know what the pressure cooker is there as the quarterback and trying to be the next savior for, for the Jets franchise. Trying, maybe it's a fresh start to go to Carolina, but do those ghosts, do those demons follow him when it comes to where his psyche is and I think it's just very fragile and we saw that we've seen that in the second half you know the first three games they played very well didn't play very good teams to that point but now where where is his mindset at going forward and we saw it just totally crumble today 
I don't know how you put him back out there as the starter going in the next week. To me, Sam Darnold's confidence, I don't know how he bounces back from that. I don't know how he comes back. You saw guys throwing their helmets there. It's just it's a bad situation offensively all the way around. It starts with Sam Darnold. I don't know if he's got the confidence. His teammates definitely don't have the confidence. The coaching staff, where do they go from here? I think it's got to be P.J. Walker going forward. I don't know how you put Sam Darnold back behind center unless there's an injury to Walker at any point during during this week of practice. I think Sam Darnold's days are numbered. Well, I'll tell you what, a bad offensive situation down in Los Angeles as well. Matthew Stafford has thrown his second interception in about the last three minutes. This one is a pick six, and Tennessee makes the extra point. It's now 14-3 to Titans. All of a sudden in this contest, uh, it is about midway, about 12 minutes still left in the second quarter, but uh, it was deep in their own territory where Matthew Stafford was facing third and short. Did throw an interception. The Titans turned that into a touchdown. They get the ball back on offense at about their own 20-yard line, just threw a pick six, and it is now 14-3. The Tennessee Titans out in front again early in the second quarter down in Los Angeles, and they now become a favorite in the live market here. Two and a half points in favor of Tennessee and your in-game total now to 56 and a half. I didn't think the Patriots were brilliant in that game, James. You know, we talked about the strength of the Carolina team really is their defense, and they certainly put some pressure on Mac Jones, forced him into some turnovers and whatnot. Um, but uh, on the other hand, I think you and I have both started to become more and more impressed with this New England team. That's two straight wins on the road. And uh, this team, like you noted earlier, they've got two more contests left with the Buffalo Bills, who they are trailing by just a game now in the division. So good things uh, possibly on the horizon for Bill Belichick and company as he continues this turnaround. New England goes back to Foxborough. They host the Cleveland Browns in Week 10. The Browns were made a two-point road favorite over the summer. Very interesting where that will line up, uh, That where that line will end up. The Panthers, they travel to Arizona where they were made a six-point underdog back in June at the Westgate. I imagine there'll be bigger underdogs than that if Kyler Murray is expected to be back in the lineup for the Arizona Cardinals. We'll be back with more of the Pro Football Blitz in just a moment. It's vcinnabc.com, the Sports Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. 
Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available at vsin.com for you to keep up with the key NFL props. Head to vsin.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vsin.com slash NFL. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you back inside the Pro Football Blitz. And James joins us via Denver, Colorado. I have been lucky enough all week to be in Weehawken, New Jersey, the site of the Sports Betting National Championship. What a beautiful ven- venue here at the OnView Hotel. And our own Femi Abebefe caught up with a couple of contestants who are competing in the Sports Betting National Championship. They just happen to be a couple of former NHL players. Let's hear what Femi had to say. Take it away, my friend. Thanks, Brady. Joining us now, Scotty Upshaw and Shane O'Brien here. A couple of NHL veterans at the DraftKings Sports Betting National Championships. We oftentimes don't see former athletes, pro athletes at these types of events. What got you guys into sports betting, and 
How much fun are you guys having here out here in Weehawken, New Jersey? Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, you know, obviously, when we're playing throughout our career, you know, you put a little money on some football games, basketball games, and yep. ever since me and Scotty retired, you know, we started our podcast, Missing Curfew, and been lucky enough to have DraftKings be one of our sponsors. So uh, since we've retired, <laughs> we have started gambling a little bit more on hockey. We figure like we got the answers up, but sometimes we really don't, do we, fellow? Even as ex-players, Obes is really good at you know throwing a couple three-team parlays out there every every there now and then for our for our listeners. So uh, it's been really fun. But as far as the gambling goes, I mean, there's no better setup to you know to come out to here to the Weehawken and. Yep. And see the sports book that DraftKings yeah. did up for uh, for the championship series is great. Yeah. No, it's interesting because you guys have the players' perspective. Of, you mentioned like East Coast going West. You guys actually know what that feels like and what that actually means, and how much it should impact the spread there. As an athlete, or you know, a, you know, a, a former player, you always kind of you do have an insight of what the body feels like, yes. and you, just how hard the schedule can get. And it's something that you know, a handicapper. I don't even know if there's an analytic for it. So yeah. it, you only know that as, as a guy like kind of sitting in the room and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, that knowledge can go a long way. So hopefully my knowledge is a little bit better than what's going on today. Yeah. In my, hey, you know. man, NFL, we're all sweating it yeah, out. Yeah, and this is a championship. You know, usually exactly. you like to bring the heat for the yeah. championship. But today, you know, we, we got our picks in late because, you know, we flew in from California yesterday. We got here. Mm -hmm. um, you got into New Jersey and then. You know, I, I think I placed my last bet right at, at you know. At the a, deadline. At, typical uh, typical upshell fashion, he waited to the very last Oh, second. yeah, yeah. I'm like, Uppy, you got one minute, bro. He's like, don't worry. I, 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 got, I got this. I got, I got it cooked this. up and ready this. to go. Yeah. Speaking of the championships, what was the strategy going in? Did you guys have any strategies? Of, all right, how are we going to play a bunch of parlays? Or are we just going to, like, hammer one game in particular? What did you guys kind of cook up? Uh, leading into this thing, while we were cooking up everything, we were in the kitchen. <laughs> hey, we were in that bar. We were in the barbecue there, just firing everything. T bones on there. Um, as far as philosophy goes, I think as as today has gone on, we're only in you know uh, you know watching the afternoon games and what and whatnot. Uh, the, the, the guys in the lead, they really just went all in. Yeah, yeah they went all in and they picked two or three plays all in, double down, boom, do it again, and then you have a chance at winning the million bucks. I think, you know, if you hit the if you, if you hit these, you know, six, seven, you know, TD passing, score of the game, to parlays, yep. yeah, it's hard to do, but you, you're going to be up top. But if you go, you know, double down Friday, double down on your game again, pick a two-team parlay, double, yeah. then then you're in the money, and you know it's it's a big you know it's a big prize to win this million bucks. Yeah, so. we, we we came in as rookies when it comes to this, obviously, <laughs> and we went with the mentality of we're gonna leave, we're gonna leave it all out there, right? We yep. read prop bets. We're like, listen up, we're coming in, we're gonna try to, you know, we went 50-50, whoever wins, so that's a good partnership, obviously. There you go. And we're, we're learning, we're taking our lumps a little bit, but we went for it, right? Yeah, you're Draft absolutely Kings right. Draft is good enough to bring us in and take care of us. We figured we go for it and right now we're on the, the short side of it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that happens. That's betting. You know, it's, yeah. not, it's the, the wins and the losses, the ups and the downs. It's what we, we all try to deal with those things mm -hmm. always here with sports betting here. But hey, all sorts of fun that we've been having this weekend. I'm sure you guys have been having a lot of fun since you've been here in New Jersey. We appreciate you guys joining us here on VEASAN. It was absolute blast. But there you have it. Scotty Upshaw, Shane O'Brien, Thank you guys once again thank for you, joining us of the Missing Curfew podcast. Make sure to check that out. There. They're giving out hockey winners. That's what they're telling That's me. Right. So uh, the folks who are wanting to get it done on the ice, you know who to listen to. Brady, back inside to you.
Scotty Upshaw and Shane O'Brien, a couple of contestants there in the Sports Betting National Championship. Thank you very much to Femi Abebefe for catching up with those two gentlemen. Sounded like they had a lot of fun here in Weehawken, New Jersey. The Onview Hotel, what a venue it has been all weekend long for the DraftKings Sports Betting National Championship. And now I'm joined by a gentleman who's been covering the event for DraftKings, Julian Edlow, a content specialist with DraftKings. And we've seen you around the property all weekend long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, you know, w when I was assigned to do this project for VEASAN, I felt that there was going to be a buzz in the room, and, and I think it really hit a crescendo today, NFL Sunday. It, it kind of creeped in on us on Friday night. It built a little, little more on uh, Saturday, college football Saturday, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it was definitely present here in the room on NFL Sunday. Um, I thought it was a lot, of, a lot of fun from start to finish. Well, not just NFL Sunday, but obviously we, we knew that bets locking at, at 1 p.m. Eastern in that early window that they were in and that this was going to, you know, come to a conclusion. So it was a really exciting event, obviously, to be here, to, to have so much on the line uh, for these betters in DraftKings. And then just one of the first events like this coming out of the pandemic, right? It's fun to be here with everyone. It's fun to come out and see, you know, from a DraftKings perspective for myself, see some, some co-workers that I've, that I've never met in person, that I see in Zoom calls, come out <laughs> here and meet you VEASAN guys for the first time, and it's been awesome. Spend some time talking to the players. So it was a really cool event to, to be a part of, I think. And what a uh, production crew that DraftKings has. I mean, they set up an open bar here. You have an entire lounge area. Uh, buffet was set up. We, in the back part of the hotel there, we had an entire sports book yeah. the lobby out front here I mean it was just really incredible how they came in and just took over this place and set everything up for the contestants uh, I highly encourage people to get involved in the future because uh, it, it is just such a production that uh, is such a great time for sports betters and sports fans alike how about the NFL today I was just talking with my colleague James about how many underdogs won outright you had six of them in total winning outright five in the early window you had eight Eight games in the early window, five underdogs winning yeah. outright, and that had to play a lot of factors here in the sports betting championship. I don't know. I mean, everybody cashed their uh, their Broncos Jaguars money line parlays, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I did see actually from our DraftKings sportsbook handle, they tweeted out somebody did have a five hundred, not part of the contest, but somebody had a five hundred dollar. Broncos Jaguars money line parlay today on DraftKings Sportsbook. Holy I don't know who cow. was crazy enough to do that. They probably should have been in the contest, right? But I mean, that early window. I think go, there was a point getting towards halftime where every single favorite was losing the game in those games. So, like, uh, that early window, I think uh, for a day to have the sports betting national championships and us to get these results in, in the NFL, the, the Jaguars beating the Broncos, things of that nature, uh, made it all that much more wild to, to be a part of the event. The Patriots were about the only favorite that uh, really was on cruise control. The Saints almost got there with an outright win. They were not going to cover really at any point, but in the end, they end up losing as well to the Atlanta Falcons. The Baltimore Ravens were threatened. Yeah. They did not cover the spread. That was the only underdog that covered in the early window, the Minnesota Vikings, that did not win outright. Right. The New York Giants beat the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. A lot of fans here in New Jersey of the New York Giants, they were happy to see that result as well. Uh, that's a couple weeks in a row, Julian, that the sports books have really cashed in. It was three weeks in a row prior to that that the betting public was really taking advantage of the sports book operators with a lot of favorites coming in. And for the last couple of weeks, it's been a lot of underdogs and the sports books are getting paid back. 
Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's kind of fitting that when you come to the Sports Betting National Championship like this, where you would expect, you know, players in a in a tournament like this to have some some sharper bets in there, that it kind of comes back to the sportsbook side of things. Because we know those last few weeks have been such big public betting weeks in the NFL. So I, I just thought, the way that you win, you know, the way that you win this event is that you have to come through with almost a big parlay on the last day. If you don't have the bankroll, if you're at the bottom, you have to come up with something. So I think betters taking advantage of those underdogs because you need that huge plus price. If you, you know, if you're sitting there with five, ten thousand dollars in your bankroll and you got to get up to over a hundred thousand dollars to win this thing, you're putting some of those underdogs together. So there were some wild parlays that we saw with these underdogs that did wind up cashing in in the tournament. You have another underdog that's looking uh, like they could win outright here with the Tennessee Titans on Sunday night football, currently up 14-3 to on the Los Angeles Rams, just about five minutes left in the first half. Did you get involved in this game at all? I got the Rams as the last leg of my teaser. I need them to win me this game. I had a, My best bet today was a Baltimore L.A. Rams teaser. Okay. I had to grind it out down 14 in the second half with, the, uh, with Baltimore. I'm hoping to grind it out. With the uh, with the Rams here, James, you and I are right there with Julian. Uh, we both have the uh, Los Angeles Rams on the second leg of a teaser as well, laying about a point or a point and a half. Am I correct, sir? The Saints, but ultimately, uh, it looks like we've there got he is. looks like we've got Jared Goff back at quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams, considering the last uh, two possessions uh. that we've seen out of the Matthew Stafford swinging the ball to the wrong team. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Julian. Julian Edlow, a content specialist with DraftKings, joining us here inside the Pro Football Blitz. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. Let's go Rams. We're all in this together. Let's do it. Go Rams. <laughs> We're coming back for more on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network, in just a moment. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Midseason Football Special is here. For only $99, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on vcin.com, and also the upcoming college hoops betting guide. It's a great deal, only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now, vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. I am Brady Cannon, live in Weehawken, New Jersey. Thanks to Femi Abebefe and also Julian Edlow, a couple of my colleagues here on site at the OnView Hotel and a part of the Sports Betting National Championship. My colleague on the Pro Football Blitz, Mr. James Salinas, hailing from Denver, Colorado. And uh, we talk about all these underdogs winning outright on Sunday, James. We've got another one in the making here in the, may, in the way of the Tennessee Titans, 14-3 right now, just a out to the two-minute warning in the second half, and Matthew Stafford has thrown two interceptions, one a pick six. Ryan Tannehill has an interception himself, but you were talking about this in our preview of the game when we opened up the program, that maybe it's possible the Rams would, you know, come out a little bit flat because they knew the best player on the other team was missing, and we saw that with the San Francisco 49ers. We've seen it. We see it happen to professional NFL teams, and maybe this is another example. It's right now it is absolutely and Tannehill fourth and goal at the one they go for it to the Titans. He runs the naked boot 
the other side. Touchdown. They're going to go up extra point pending here, 21-3. to And this has just been – they've been the more physical team on both sides of the football at the line of scrimmage. And I think that's where this game is being won right now. The, Los Angeles Rams, it's Matthew Stafford coming over. This was going to be the guy, maybe one of the front runners for MVP right now. Well, that shine is off of that trophy potentially for Matthew Stafford. They have been putting great pressure in his face. Looks like they've been a lot of press coverage up front with with uh, safeties deep over the top, not to allow anything over that over the top and over the seams against that cover two and the press man under. But I think right now they're just getting after it on both sides of the football. They're just the more physical team. We've seen a lot of mistakes. Tackles out of the Rams. Rams kind of feeling good about themselves, feeling like, all right, we're the front runners now, potentially in the NFC. We got Von Miller, even though he's not playing. We're all in on this, but you still got to step out and be professional and perform out on the football field. And we've seen a very, a, a very intense Tennessee Titans team coming out at the point of attack. Say, we're, you know what? You guys are kind of, yeah, look like a finesse football team out there in Los Angeles. Tennessee saying, we're going to bring it to you off the line of scrimmage. We're going to push you around, and that's exactly what's going on right now. Brady extra point is good it is 21 to 3 Titans as we wind down to the two-minute warning and of course the Rams went into this ball game as seven or seven and a half point favorites that is completely flipped now in the live market the Tennessee Titans are seven and a half point favorites your total just about where it was at the close at 54 and a half in the live market James what was with the Buffalo Bills today this game was unbelievable another survivor sweat for 249 circus survivor contestants it was the second most popular pick of the week with 12 minutes left in this game in regulation the Jaguars led this game 9-6. to I thought the World Series was over. Buffalo got the ball back with nearly two minutes to go, only needing a field goal to tie this ball game. And Jacksonville got it turned over on downs, and that was all she wrote. The Jaguars get their second win of the season. Let's see, 9-6 uh, tw- to six your final. Just an amazing score, an absolutely ugly game that I kept checking my phone. It was the only game that was not on where I was watching. I had to check my phone, and I just... It was unbelievable that this score was uh, so low throughout the entire time. But the Jaguars get their second win of the season. Two wins in the last three weeks now. And they upset the Buffalo Bills as 16-point underdogs do the Jaguars. You think about again. We talked about the the Cowboys playing the Broncos. No 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 focus from the Cowboys. Definitely a flat effort out of Dallas from last week's big win on Sunday Night Football. And for the Bills here, they're just looking at this as maybe this is a kind of a, a preseason game. We got a scrimmage coming up here against the lowly Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, the Jaguars didn't treat it that way. They were going to be more physical at the point of attack, and they got after it. And I think we're seeing here Josh Allen. He took a beating today. Every time I saw that game, I had one of the corner TVs here and here where I'm at, and he was every time I saw him, he's pulling himself off the ground and his. He was battered. He was bloody. Um, and I think you look at if you go back and look at the stats, 47 pass attempts for for Josh Allen today. There were nine rushes for the Buffalo Bills between Singletary and Moss. Josh Allen had five. He was the leading rusher. He had five carries for 50 yards. You know, a lot of that is just going to be coming out of scramble plays. Nine design rushes out of their running backs with Singletary and Moss, like I said, uh, for 22 yards, so no sense of a running game. 47 pass attempts for Josh Allen, and I'll guarantee you, you know so many of these were going to be four wide receivers, a lot of empty sets out of Buffalo, and for Jacksonville, 
physical. They wanted it more. They were going to be more physical at the point of attack. We're seeing this now with these teams that are, are spreading the field out and more of a finesse type of style game. We're talking about that right now with the Los Angeles Rams. They love to run a lot of empty sets and four wides as well. And right now they're getting beat up. That's exactly what happened to Josh Allen. It wasn't like they were behind, right? You said it was it was tied 6-6 at the half, three, two field goals for each team. So it wasn't like they were behind, but the whole game plan was we're just going to sling it all over the field and be able to eat up this Jacksonville Jaguars defense, and that was not the case. This was a hungry football team that we saw in Jacksonville, and absolutely they deserve this game from the physical nature of how they played. And now what does that look like for Josh Allen going forward? Really struggled today, took a beating, like I said, and we're starting to see adjustments being made in the league of how to combat these teams like Buffalo, like Los Angeles, that love to run all these different formations and kind of leave their quarterback back there by himself just to have five offensive linemen to block for him. Well, that works to a certain extent, but against the Jacksonville Jaguars of all teams today, Brady, no contest. He got beat up today. Kudos to Jacksonville Jaguars of all teams winning that football game as a two-touchdown underdog. Yeah, the other Josh Allen on the other side, the pass rusher for the Jacksonville yep. Jaguars. They got to the Buffalo quarterback four times. He was intercepted twice. The Bills have now lost two out of their last three games and lead New England in the division by just a half game. Buffalo continues the road trip. They will travel to the Jets, who are on extra rest. The Bills were made seven-point favorites in this game over the summer at the Westgate. Jacksonville will also face a team on extra rest, and that being the Indianapolis Colts. This one will be in Indy, and the Colts were made seven-and-a-half-point favorites five or six months ago when these original lines came out over the summer. Addition by subtraction maybe in Cleveland, James. The Cleveland Browns release wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. this week, and evidently that was a good thing. They were This was maybe the best game I have seen the Browns play all season. They looked really inspired on both sides of the ball. Nick Chubb had a huge day. Baker Mayfield just managed that game, didn't turn the ball over, and out on defense, I mean, Miles Garrett was getting after it. You had the big Denzel Ward 99-yard pick six to open the game and really Cleveland just went from there. Yeah, they did, and really flipped what you're thinking. You're going to go in as on the opening drive for the Bengals. We're going to go up 7 to nothing, and all of a sudden you look, and it's 7 to nothing. Yeah, that's a deficit for you. And they came back and scored a touchdown on, on that next possession, I believe. So it wasn't like it that completely flipped the game. They stayed composed and got back after it. But really, to me, it's just we're seeing the, the effects of that offensive line. We saw it last year with the play calling. It's not a good offensive line in Cincinnati. And all the times they had Joe Burrow dropping back and, just taking a beating last year. Well, that's starting to rear its head again this year. He got sacked five times today. I don't know how many times he was hurried and hit, but he was tagged all day long. And again, no sense of a running game again. It's 13 carries for Mixon. Just uh, get back there and drop back and throw, throw, throw again with Joe Burrow. 28 out of 40. Threw for 282 yards, but those five sacks, all the hurries, all the hits, he did have two interceptions as well. And then there was a number of drop passes for the Cincinnati Bengals today too so young team trying to handle success we saw how that well it didn't work out for them the week prior when they played the New York Jets and lost on the road to the lowly to the lowly Jets in that defense we saw what that defense really looks like when they played th uh, Thursday night at Indianapolis and were just shredded a lot of question marks to be going forward with the Cincinnati team on the offensive side and really it starts at that with the play calling at the line of scrimmage with this offensive line gonna have to make some adjustments where you can't just 
another team that likes to spread the field. Let's go empty. Let's go four wide and puts a lot of pressure on that offensive line to be able to pass protect. And these teams, especially that Cincinnati Bengals offensive line, it's a very porous offensive line. And Joe Burrow once again took another beating. Yeah, he absolutely did. We saw some Cleveland money come in on Friday and then again on Sunday morning. Took this line from two and a half in favor of Cincinnati all the way down to one and a half in favor of the Bengals prior to kickoff. Joe Burrow intercepted twice, sacked five times like you mentioned. Nick Chubb, a big day on the ground, 137 yards rushing. The Browns were another one of those underdogs that won outright. Now, albeit they were a very short underdog, but they did get the victory 41-16. to your final. They moved to 5-4 and four on the season. A big win for them to get on the right side of 500 there. And Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals dropped their second straight game on the road. The Browns will travel to New England to take on the Patriots. A very interesting game there in Week 10. Cincinnati, probably a good time for them to take a bye off of two straight losses. We'll come back with more of the Pro Football Blitz here in just a moment. Stick with us at VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Pro Football Blitz is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no more batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. For your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. And James, the time of the program has come for us to grade our best bets. We throw these out on the Saturday edition of the show. And then we recap them here and see how we did on the Sunday version. And uh, you and I were sweating out one here late in the day, both of us on the Green Bay Packers. I, I told you... On our Saturday show, there weren't a whole lot of just straight spreads that I was in love with this week, so I played really nothing but teasers this week, and one of those was the Green Bay Packers. And all of these aren't the best, you know, positive EV teasers going through the three and the seven. I just felt that a lot of the situations here where if I was going to adjust it by six points, it was going to matter, and it worked out pretty well. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, I had them teased up to 13, plus 13, along with the Arizona Cardinals to plus eight and a half. The Cardinals was relatively easy, but boy, you had the Packers getting plus seven and a half, the standard number. You and I were waiting a long time for Jordan Love and company to get inside that number my friend <laughs> well and thanks to daniel Sorensen, that helped us get in there i feel like that should be <laughs> the kansas city's opponent each and every week game plan wherever Sorensen is that's the point of emphasis we're going to attack him because ultimately that's how they're able to score late in that game it was really lazard being able to create a play and and Sorensen just bad leverage and over pursued and he was able to cut back was Lazard once he made the catch and be able to house it from inside the 10 uh, to be able to cover that number. Yeah, I think for the Packers, really interesting. Again, just thinking about, all right, Jordan Love going into his first start, going on the road into Arrowhead. That's never easy. I know the Kansas City defense is not a very good defense, but still going into Arrowhead as your first start, 
tough environment to have to go into. But, you know, let's. Uh, you have Aaron Jones, you have A.J. Dillon, and in the first half, they had run the ball pretty successfully. And then it seemed like in the second half, let's just get back in here, LaFleur just saying, yeah, you know what, Aaron Rodgers – Jordan Love, doesn't really matter who's quarterback. We're going to run more of a finesse offense. Let's put four wide. Let's go five. Let's go empty. And Jordan Love was under pressure all day. I know he only was sacked one time, but I don't know how many times he was hurried and hit. Basically, most likely every play, they were bringing heat from all from every angle, and you knew that was going to come. They were going to bring pressure, and that's exactly what the Kansas City Chiefs did. Really put the pressure on Jordan Love to have to make the right reads. Reason. I don't feel like LaFleur, especially in that second half, did much to help out the young quarterback in that situation. Uh, fortunately, at least for us, as covers, you know, as betters being able to cover those numbers, yeah, whether it's the teaser or that seven and a half, it comes through. But kind of felt fortunate for the Packers to be able to cover that number. But on the other side, Brady, Kansas City, and that offense. Where do we see it from that offense here? I think, again, a lot of, lot of high coverage and being physical underneath with the receivers and forcing Mahomes to have to be patient and not force the ball down the field. He had 20 completions today, did Patrick Mahomes, on 37 attempts, but for only 166 yards. When is he going to start itching to try to open up that passing game? Teams are not the teams are taking that away from them and forcing the Kansas City Chiefs offense to be patient with their game and resulted in only 13 points, no points in the second half for Kansas City today. Yeah, I thought the Green Bay defense was outstanding. They really gave their offense a chance to try and win that game. But you and I were previewing this game. We thought it would be uh, Dylan and uh, Aaron Jones running the ball down the throat of the Kansas City Chiefs. And when they did run the ball, they were very successful. But like you say, they gave Jordan Love the keys to the car to throw the ball, it seemed like, all night long. Steve Spagnuolo uh, blitzed on defense almost 20 times in this game. And that pressure seemed to really get to Love. But I'm very thankful that he was able to to find the end zone there late in that contest. Uh, I also played a teaser here with the Denver Broncos teasing them up to plus 16 with the Texans up to plus 11 and a half and the Texans just got in that number with a field goal in the second half. What an ugly game that was against the Miami Dolphins but uh, you were also uh, involved in that Broncos game. They win that one over the Cowboys 30 to 16 your final and, and really for all intents and purposes they shut out Dallas. It was 16 points and absolute garbage time. This was total domination by the Denver Broncos. So the 16 points didn't even matter. But you were able to get home with Teddy Bridgewater under 261 and a half passing yards. And you wouldn't necessarily think that would be the case in, in a uh, in a route by Denver in a game like that. Uh, but they did it really on the ground. That running that running game for the Denver Broncos was very impressive today. And that's what I was counting on with the game plan having to come into this. Garrett Bowles not being available at the left tackle position. How are they going to match up with Randy Gregory on the other side who leads Dallas in sacks? Going to have to be. And a lot of times those pass rushers who like to rush those edges run right at them. Right? Run right through the – come through that C-gap or, or that three-hole on that side. And that's what they did between Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. 38 carries today for – uh, 191 yards. That's where the game was won for the Denver Broncos, controlling the line of scrimmage against the Dallas Cowboys and that defense. And really just a flat effort from the Dallas Cowboys stepping in, coming back home off that huge win last week without Dak Prescott on the road at Minnesota on Sunday night football. And again, it just speaks volumes to T. 
teams just don't bring it each and every week. It's just so hard thinking about how much, how high those emotions were and that focus was to be able to rally around that Cooper, Cooper Rush, the backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody's got to pick up their game, make it happen here. We're going to be able to, to make plays in other areas without Dak Prescott, and that's exactly what happened last week, but that doesn't carry over. That emotion is hard to try to, to, to re-energize yourself each and every week, and there was none today. I mean, yeah, it was 16 to nothing in favor of the Broncos at halftime, but they were up 30 to nothing come fourth quarter. So, yeah, to your point, it was garbage time for Dallas in that fourth quarter to be able to put on two touchdowns and, and the extra point or the, the two-point conversions to be able to put it at 16. But that score, even though it looks like it was a hammer 30 to 16, it wasn't even as close as that was today. No effort, no energy out of the Dallas Cowboys and the Denver Broncos playing with a chip on their shoulder. Folks were here, at least here in Denver, said, oh, they're throwing in the towel in the season, trading Von Miller. Von Miller wasn't going to be on this team next year anyhow. They had to do what they had to do for as a franchise to move forward into next season and beyond to get those draft picks for Von Miller. Good move by the Denver Broncos at this point, but a team that showed up with a great professional effort and then some competitive pride that had a chip on their shoulder saying, hey, we can still we can still ball. We got a lot of talent on this team, and that talent showed on both sides of the football today for the Denver Broncos couple of other of your best bets, James, unfortunately did not get home. The Bengals on the money line, the Raiders minus the three points, and then the uh, teaser with the Saints and the Rams. Of course, that one is already cooked and uh, lost uh, more ways than one. You and I both on the New Orleans Saints today. The one teaser that I had that did lose, thankfully I selected two teams that both lost and didn't mix them up with my other successful teasers. I had the Buffalo Bills down to minus eight. I, I mean, goodness gracious, that was half of what they ended up closing as 16-point favorites, and obviously they couldn't even win the game, let alone cover a number. I had the Panthers up to plus 10, and I thought that looked pretty good. Again, that drive where Sam Darnold throws the pick six, that was really the entire difference of the game. Uh, at least from a scoreboard perspective, New England only added three more points after that, ended up winning that one 24-6. James, we have reached halftime in Sunday night football between the Tennessee Titans and the Los Angeles Rams, 21-3. The Titans just routing the Rams after 30 minutes of football. It looked like the Rams were going to be in a good position to kind of, you know, start their start their progress here in the first half when they intercepted Ryan Tannehill. They added a field goal, and it absolutely has gone the other direction ever since. 21-3, to your score right now at the break. Tennessee a 9.5-point favorite in the live market. Your total down to 50.5. I imagine that second-half line is going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 7 or 8 points in favor of the Los Angeles Rams to make a run at a comeback here. Do you think they can turn this around, James? That's going to have to be a heck of a locker room speech by Sean McVay. Well, it's going to have to be, what are they going to do offensively to adjust to the fact that Matthew Stafford is it? They're bringing after him. Again, here's another finesse team running four and five wide. Let's go empty. We're so confident and cocky in a sense that you can't cover us, and we're going to be able to light you up and roll you up on this Tennessee side of that defense, and that defensive line is getting in there. They've already sacked Matthew Stafford four times in this first half. He's had 16 pass attempts. He's been sacked four times, leading to two interceptions. One, just a really, well, both bad decisions, but the one where Stafford 
the they they blit they brought pressure with four right up the box at them when they're at the goal line of all places. Let's drop Stafford back five yards deep in the end zone. He's not an athlete to be able to make plays outside of the pocket. He gets spun around and instead of just eating the ball for a safety, he throws it right to the Tennessee Titans defender for an easy pick inside the five. I don't know what the difference is going to be here for the Rams. I think it's going to have to be on that defense to create some turnovers. But right now, 21 to 3, all Titans in the physical nature of how they play. And the Rams, indeed, eight-point favorites for the second half. Your total for the second half, 26 and a half. We'll be back with more of the Pro Football Blitz in just a moment. season, the only destination for betting coverage is VEASAN. With our unique roster of betting experts, former players, odds makers, and front office veterans, we have every angle covered. We have experts on survivor picks, contest strategies, and prop markets. So whether you're new to sports betting, 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 so whether you're new to sports I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.